Do you think work can change the world? Do you have a little rebel in you? If you said yes, this is your podcast. You don't have to settle for bad management, bad leadership, and bad workplaces. There are better ways. Let's find them together. I'm your host, Stosh D. Walsh, and this is Insubordinate. Better workplaces, better world. Welcome back to the program. We had a week off because of a holiday here in the U.S., and during that time, I encountered something on Instagram that I want to share with you all. It was a video that a woman recorded from her car just after she had left her gym after a workout, and The video starts out with her wiping tears from her face and explaining her fitness and weight loss journey and the struggles she's had with it and the fact that she keeps showing up to the gym and trying to be consistent and an interaction that she had with some people who were unkind, to put it mildly about her weight and about her presence in the gym and the fact that she feels self-conscious going to the gym and there's always a level of awareness of people and body types and postures and all kinds of things that go into her experience going to this place. And so as she's explaining all that through tears, she says that an individual walked up to her and she described this individual as hardcore. So I'm assuming that means someone who is fit and takes the workout seriously, those kinds of things, the way she described this person, talked about this person's having tattoos on his arms and things like that. And that this person said to her, hey, I noticed that you've been coming to this gym and that you've been faithfully showing up and putting in the time. And I just want to encourage you. I just want to say that I'm proud of you. Total stranger. And she described this interaction as, at first she was feeling a kind of trepidation, not knowing what this person was going to say and assuming at some level that this person was going to have unkind things to say because her experience in the past was something similar. And it turned out that he had encouragement for her. And so she walks out of the gym, gets in her car, turns on her phone and starts talking to her phone and into a live stream about her whole journey and this person and his encouragement and how it buoyed her and how it made her feel. And I was struck by that in part because I'm always struck by stories like that, because I think we all have the power to be a person of influence in the lives of others, even if it's people we don't know, because of our posture toward them, because of our communication with them, because of our facial expressions or our body language toward them because of some small kindness or some word that we can offer them. There are a lot of ways that we can have influence and power in the lives of others, even people we don't know. That is exponentially magnified in the lives of people we do know. 
So I'm always impressed by and affected by stories like the one that this person told. And it started me thinking about how we do have that power in the lives of others. That's true in our workplaces. It's true in our communities. It's true in our homes. It's true in all the places we frequent. And that I wanted to, for myself and also for anyone who listens to this podcast, encourage us to be more intentional with wielding that power. Because it is a tremendous power. And it is available to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And I think we neglect it sometimes. I think we forget about it sometimes. Despite the fact that almost all of us have stories in our lives of when we have been buoyed or when we were able to accomplish something meaningful or felt like we had the courage or the confidence to do something better or different as a result of someone else's belief in us or encouragement to us or overture to us. Some of us, maybe many of us, have handwritten notes that we've saved from people because of how we felt about that person and their influence in our lives and what they said to us in that specific note. I have my grandfather's handwriting tattooed on my arm because it was meaningful to me. So I am affected by these kinds of things. And I feel like there's a space for us to think about that much more intentionally and wield that with a much greater level of, again, intentionality, but also power because there's so much power in how we talk to people. And the unfortunate opposite is also true. We have stories in our lives, many of us, of the times when we have felt let down or made to feel smaller or felt discouraged or even invisible because either we were ignored or someone said something unkind to us or belittling to us. And so those words those postures, those positions toward other people have a tremendous power. And so I want to encourage us to take the moment it requires to say to those people in our lives, certainly starting with people we know and people we know the best, but also people who we don't know, just to be on the lookout, just to be aware and mindful and present in the lives of others. And to take that moment of courage that says, I'm going to say something to this person, even though I don't know them. I'm going to offer them some kindness, some word, some overture that will help them know someone noticed them. Someone is on their side. Someone is willing to take the moment and encourage them somehow. And I wonder if I can take that a step further and challenge us to do that with a level of intentionality that says, I'm going to do that for someone very specifically. So it might be that you remind someone of a story that you shared. Maybe that person demonstrated a great sense of humor and told a joke or told a story and the two of you or the group that you were with couldn't stop laughing. And that's a story you remember 
and you remember that person every time you think of that story and it's a fond memory but also makes you feel like you have a connection or a bond with that person even if you haven't seen them in a long time so that's just one example but you're giving some specific story and you're talking about some specific attribute this person has in this case it would be a sense of humor or their storytelling ability or their ability to bring people together or their gregarious nature maybe all of those things but i wonder if you could pick someone out i wonder if we could all pick someone out and make that overture today because it makes a difference to people. And I wonder if we could get a little bit more mindful of what other people might be experiencing or what it might be like for someone else in an environment like a gym. I don't know how it is for everybody else. We see the world not as it is, but as we are, the law of correspondence. And so it almost never occurs to me how other people are interacting with the gym. When I go to the gym, I don't think at all about whether someone's thinking about me or looking at me or how I show up to anybody else. I don't think about any of those things. And I'm not self-conscious about it. I'm not aware of my workout or what I'm doing versus somebody else and what they're doing. It just doesn't occur to me at all. And maybe that's unusual. I don't know. But to hear someone talk about the fact that they feel a measure of pressure or trepidation, even dread going into that environment and having had experiences where people were mean to them because of how they appear or how they work out or what they're doing or not doing or what they're capable of doing or not capable of doing or whatever else. I've never had that experience in my life. And so I don't know what that's like. But if I'm at my best, then I surely can be mindful of the fact that there are people around me who are experiencing something very different than I'm experiencing, even though we're in the same environment because of our histories, because of our stories, because of the voices that we've heard over time from people who are close to us or others, because of our body types, because of our genders, lots of things that influence that. And it's a measure of my privilege in some ways that I don't have any of those kinds of experiences walking into a place like a gym. But there are other environments in which it's different. We all have those environments. And one of the things that I thought was interesting about the story that I saw on Instagram was, I think we are all the person who was making the video, who felt uncomfortable in the gym and felt encouraged to the point of tears by this person's overture to her. And I think we're also the person who made the overture and gave the encouragement. It just depends on the environment. It depends on our specific story. It depends on what we've experienced and how that affected us. And so if we have the power to be the person who has the courage to stand up and say something or do something that helps another person feel seen or heard or accepted or validated or encouraged, then we ought to do that because we all know how it feels in at least a different environment not to feel those things, not to feel validated, not to feel encouraged, not to feel seen, not to feel heard. And again, I know that I'm a person who has fewer of those environments than many other people do because I have privileges that a lot of other people don't. I'm 
middle-aged, white, male, American, cisgendered, straight, all the things. I have other areas in which that's not true and hasn't been true because I grew up poor, because I grew up in a single family home, because I went to a school where almost no one else grew up in a single family home. I can list other things and I've felt some of those things in some of those environments, some of them intentional and some of them unintentional. But I know that I have experienced far fewer of those things in my life than many other people have. And I want to acknowledge that. But I do think that there is an incumbent responsibility on us, especially those of us who have fewer of those environments than others. And I'm among them. To be mindful and to notice and to validate and to hear and to accept and to encourage and to be brave with the privileges that we have that say, I have the authority and the position in this environment to be able to be encouraging or inclusive or to take a posture towards someone that's going to make a difference for them. Not in some kind of weird hero complex kind of a way, but in a way that says, I'm going to be kind to another human being because I can, and not really having a lot attached to the outcome. I can't imagine this person who was in the gym with this woman had a sense that she was going to walk out of the door crying and get on her phone and talk about how grateful she was at this person's overture. And even if he did know that, probably wasn't his intention. And even if it was, it's not like he's getting famous from it because his name's not in the video. The the woman didn't take his picture and hold it up or anything like that. So it's not the motivation that says, hey, look at me, I did something good. It's the sheer practice of intentionality and focus and presence. And we're all capable of that because we've all experienced the reverse. It's just like all of us lead in different environments, different situations. There are some situations in which we thrive as leaders and other situations in which we would be hopeless as leaders. And this is a similar thing. We've experienced difficulty, even trauma in some situations. And in other situations, we can be much more generous with ourselves toward others. So what are those situations for you? Where have you been hurt? Where do you need the kindness of others? Where have you been able to be generous toward others because you have privileges or because you have been poured into by other people in certain environments or in certain seasons of your life? Where do you have confidence in who you are and what you're capable of bringing versus doubts or uncertainties? And where can you step out in those places to be a buoy to be an encouragement, to be a life-giving force in the life of someone else. So my challenge to all of us is to find those places where we can do that and to be the anonymous person in this woman's story at the gym for as many people as we can. And certainly starting with the people who are closest to us, because those are the people whose lives pale without our countenance. Those are the people who, as they hear from us, their ability, their encouragement, their belief in themselves and who they are and what they're capable of in the world rises. 
because of our interventions. Because we are the key people for some others. For some people, we're random strangers and there's still going to be an impact with that. But for other people, we are the key people in their world. And so how do we steward that well? How do we wield that with intentionality? How do we do that frequently? And how do we figure out the language in which that's going to be most impactful to the recipient so that our intent is matched by the impact? One of the things I think about a lot is that if all boats rise with the tide, I want to be the tide. That's part of the reason why I do this podcast, because I feel like if there's any one person who hears any one of these episodes and thinks, I'm encouraged by that. I have something that I can do or be, or I feel like I can be better or different, or I could share this with somebody else that I know or care about, and the world around me can get a little better as a result of that, then that tide rises and so does their boat. And if that happens for one person, then it's worth it. I'm not always like that. I'm not like that in every moment of every day, but in my best moments, and hopefully as I get older and older, in more frequent moments, that is true of how I see the world and how I want to show up in it. And this story reminded me of that. It reminded me of another quotation that I love by Philo of Alexandria. It says, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And again, that battle might be in the place where you find that person or where you encounter that person. And we have no idea, but our posture toward them and our willingness to be present can make a difference, even if we don't see the outcome, even if we don't realize the impact. We can still be out there giving our best effort and still be out there trying. And I think that's worthwhile. I think that's worth our attention, worth our time, worth the expenditure of our courage. And so I want to encourage us and challenge us with that based on the story that I encountered during the week off. So as always, thank you for the gift of your attention. I'll look forward to talking with you again soon. In the meantime, stay with the program and be the tide. Insubordinate episodes release weekly on Tuesday mornings. If you found this episode helpful, please consider rating or writing a review for the podcast or sharing it with a friend. As always, resources to help you are listed in the program notes. Until next time. Stay with the program.